Welcome to another installment of the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The uh, unprecedented nature of the last two weeks continues. Many teams are finally getting back to action, but a few have yet to come back from this weather uh, issue that we have dealt with over the last 10 to 14 days. York has yet to play. We'll hear from head coach Rodney Pyle tonight. Van Buren uh, also yet to play in Clark Range. Just getting back to action last night on the road at Livingston Academy. We'll talk with members of LA's coaching staff as well here in the program. But uh, it's a jam-packed show. The other thing I do want to let everybody know, it is going to be uh, a not a shortened show on here, but an extended show online. So uh, make sure, even if you, uh, you're loyal and you're listening tonight, and I appreciate that greatly, do make sure to go check out the podcasted version because we will have extended interviews with most of these coaches. So much good information, so much to talk about uh, from over the last 10 to 14 days. I just can't slam it all into an hour time period uh, here on uh, Sports Radio. So we're going to clip some things out. We're going to make sure we get them up, though, in the podcasted version. So make sure and go back and listen to that uh, if you don't normally, but you do normally listen here uh, on the air. With that being said, let's get right to it. We'll take a short break, come back, and we'll jump right into it here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Head coach Jimmy Miller, Livingston Academy Boys Basketball and uh, coach, people could probably hear the pep in my voice. I'm sure they're going to hear the pep in yours because last night was a kind of a night that I'm sure a lot of Livingston Academy fans, most all of your players, and everybody is going to remember for a long time. Uh, you you rarely, if ever, get to put triple digits on the board. Uh, before we get into individual performances, guys off the bench, Daniel Bilbrey's night, any of that, just the generalization. What did it feel like to be sitting on that bench and see your group of guys put 100 on the board? Uh, that was that was pretty neat. You know, you don't get to do that very often. We've only seen it a few times, and uh, our, our guys were really excited. And I, I love it when our upperclassmen get excited, when our young guys get a chance to play, and they get a chance to put those points on the board. They did a lot of the scoring at the end of that game, and it's fun to have to keep making those guys sit down because they're excited for the young guys. You know, those young guys come in, and they work hard every day. Well, with these older guys, you know, we can't do that without them. So, but as far as just the total team effort and being able to see those guys get excited to put a hundred on the board, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was clear that that they were very excited for those young guys. Uh, Talk to me about this senior class, or I guess just this really the starters, this upperclassmen led team at about halfway through the third quarter, all of them slid to the end of the bench and kind of pushed uh, your your young guys up towards the front, knowing full well what was going to happen. What have they their attitude towards these younger guys kind of meant to those guys and and meant to you as a coach? Uh, to me, I, I can't even explain how much fun these guys are. That that's the thing all year long. You know, uh, if they've dropped a game or if they've lost a game, there's very few games that these guys in their in their careers playing that they have not been in. You know, you could go back and find a couple few games here and there where a score got pushed up on them, but there's not many because these guys just, they just don't quit. And even if they have a game where they're not able to win, you know, they're still so fun to watch. And last night, honestly, you know, it, 
it it was so enjoyable because I know how hard these guys work and I know how unselfish and their chemistry together has been second to none that I've ever seen. Never, uh, you know, never coached a team like that. These guys are so consistently unselfish and, and move the ball and share the ball so well and get excited for the young guys. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to sit on a bench with uh, guys like that? Yeah, they and they showed up last night in force. I want to talk about uh, one guy who ended up being the guy to put us over 100, to put L.A. in triple digits uh, with a knee brace on his leg, obviously maybe not where he wanted to be this season. I talked to Daniel Bilberry about it, and now I get to ask you the same question. What did it mean specifically to see McBride be the one to get to go to the line and put that shot down uh, to send it into one zero zero. Well, uh, you know that was huge for 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 me from my perspective watching that. That was huge because you know Sawyer um, he's quiet. He doesn't talk a lot. You know his emotions pretty uh, much stay the same all the time. But he could not contain that smile when that shot went in, and I saw it, and everyone else saw it, and it was so much fun. You know, I've watched Sawyer since uh, he was a little boy since he started playing. And I, I was at the game um, over a year ago uh, in his eighth grade game when he tore his ACL, and I saw how much, how hard that was on that young man. So to see him get to have a moment like that, that was fantastic. We talk all the time about Cole Harris, and we talk about your older son, Tucker, but seeing Carter go out there, and then for you both as a coach and as a father, seeing Brody go out there and have the performances they were able to have alongside. You know, I mean, again, we can talk about Beach, we can talk about Parker Beach Board and and Yager Hammock and and so on and so forth. I could name the entire team here, uh, but w- w- what about sort of these young guys should excite people seeing them go out there and do, have the performance they did? I think that just the the purity of the enjoyment they have when they hit the floor. I, I, you know, you saw that last night. Those guys when they got to go in, you call their name, their eyes get big and. They're nervous and excited at the same time, and they get out there, and it's pure. It's the, it's it's something you can't replicate because those guys, when they're playing, they're out there strictly for the enjoyment of it, and that that's just hard to find. Now, I want to I want to hone in here on uh, kind of beach board and hammock uh, a lot, maybe more beach board. What have they done in practice, those two guys specifically, to earn more playing time? Because it seems like when you're going to that seventh man behind Rocco, uh, it seems to be that beach board and hammock have kind of earned a chance to go out there and be that seventh man. They uh, they work hard. They they spend a lot of time on their own. Also, these kids play basketball year round, um, and and you can tell. You know, you, you see Parker Beachboard. You know, he, he's small, and but he's came along. If you've watched the JV game this year, it's hard to see a JV game that that kid hadn't had twenty points in or more, uh, multiple times. And he shoots the ball well. But they're right about now. They've been here and they've been with us long enough. Now they're starting to understand the game, and now they're getting to compete against these older guys every day, and so they're understanding at, at the at the pace that they need to be playing at and, and how every possession has to be super hard, and that's hard for an eighth grader coming in as a freshman to understand as quick as they have, and you know, Parker shoots the ball well. He's got a great knack for scoring. He's a sneaky little athlete, man. He moves well. He jumps well. Um, he, he's smart. He's becoming more coachable every day, and he's earning those those moments to get on that floor. We move one spot up the bench to your six-man 
What has Rocco Carwild done in your mind to turn a real corner over the last couple of weeks? Always had the talent, always kind of showed spurts, but these last several games has had you know higher double digit totals. Uh, has really caused some some issues for teams defensively, and then obviously uh, his rebounding has seemed to also take a massive step. I think what you're seeing Rocco do is what we've been seeing him do for a long time in practice, and and Rocco is putting it together and he's always been always had that kind of talent and he's 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 even more talented than what you're seeing and even more talented i think than what he realizes at the moment um he, he's very gifted he, he's got uh good vision on the court he pays a, what we're not getting to see as much because we're so guard heavy this team is so guard heavy rocco is a he's a fantastic passer and he doesn't get to display that much as as much because he's not handling the ball, but Rocco can play the one on our team. You know, he's, but and, uh, unfortunately, you know, with our size, we're having to, to stick him down there on the post and he's got good footwork and he got good skill for that. He can, he, he's our only player on the team that can play one through five. And right now we've had to have Rocco, uh, you know, on the block, some playing that five spot for us. And he, it just took a little time for him to get more comfortable with that. And honestly, all Rocco's needed is floor time because his ability and his skill is there. It, it, he, he's, in my opinion, he, he has the he has the potential to become a really great player. Well, now we go to the star of last night's ball game. Hundred points on the board. When somebody has one third of those points, thirty three on the night for Daniel Bilberry. We knew we know Daniel is special. There's a reason uh, he has come as far as he has as a senior. But on a night like that, where even he seems to transcend a little bit, twenty nine in the first half. What is that like for you as a coach, and and what is it you know that he was able to do last night? Maybe that uh, took him to even that next level. Man, I, you know, last night it, it it was something. You said the word special, and Daniel Bilberry is special, and he always has been. And last night, I kind of went from being a coach during the second quarter to strictly being a fan sitting on the sideline, and it was so fun to watch and. It, you know, I can remember when Daniel came in as, as a freshman, and I can remember telling people when, it, when, it, when I knew we were going to be able to start getting to put him in the game a little, you guys wait. I'm about to put, you know, I would tell people that, you guys, I'm about to put a kid on the floor, and he's about to immediately become a crowd favorite because of the style of play. Everybody loves to see uh, someone go hard. You know, any, anybody that goes as hard as Daniel Bilbrey does, everybody loves to watch it. And then – you throw in his athleticism, his speed, his his grit. I mean, if Daniel Bilbrey was uh, the size of Rocco Carwell, there would be some people that would really be in trouble because in Daniel's brain he thinks he is, and I think that's part of what makes him so good. But last night, you know, Daniel is fast. I think he's the fastest kid in our league. But last night I've never saw him look that fast. And, and the only way I knew how to describe it is I just – I just turned into a fan on the sideline, and it was so fun and so special to get to watch him do what what we see him do every day and take for granted in practice. He finally got the opportunity to to cut it loose and do it in front of everybody. And I, you know, I've been a coach at, at Livingston Academy for a long time now, and been, been there as a, even as a player as a teenager. Uh, and I don't recall ever seeing anyone getting an, a halftime ovation before. Uh, and that was that was a testament to how much fun and how much respect Daniel Bilbrey gets from the people of Livingston. 
All right, head coach Jimmy Miller, Livingston Academy uh, boys basketball coach. Final one before we let you go. Hoping we get to play it. Seems like we will. Friday night, you're back at home. You host Cumberland County. Uh, obviously, uh, Torres is an incredibly talented freshman. Uh, but what do you guys have to do to, to do what you've done a few times this season and take a step the second time you see a team? Yeah, we, we have uh... – I think we're doing what we need to do to get prepared for that game. I think uh, getting a couple home games, man, it has been huge for our confidence and for us to be able to get comfortable and get loose and start playing the kind of basketball that this team is really good at playing. And I think if we, you know we continue to do that, I think we present a problem for a lot of teams. Head coach Jimmy Miller, Livingston Academy Boys Basketball, joining us. Coach, I appreciate it so so much thank you and uh man good luck friday night i cannot wait thanks a lot york institute dragons head coach rodney Pyle, uh, coach Pyle. as everyone's well aware we've had maybe the the craziest uh you know 10 to 14 days in a very very long time if ever you've been around the game uh, quite a while have you ever seen anything uh, like what we're still probably in some ways currently dealing with here uh, in the state of Tennessee? Uh, you know, I've, I've seen a few things like this. Uh, we've had some big snows. Uh, I remember, uh, I believe it was the 97-98 year that uh, I was actually assistant coach over to Oneida, and we got through playing Clark Range over there, and then Clark Range was snowed in at the hotel there in Oneida for about two nights. Uh, so so we've had a few crazy uh, weather like this before, but, uh, you know, it's always uh, it's always di- di- uh, difficult to deal with. Uh, of course, you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, which most schools try to figure out if it was safe enough to, to get students uh, up, up to the gym, to get them to, to be able to practice a little bit. Because obviously, you know, you take a week or two off during the middle of the season and then you, you worry about uh, injuries and, you know, guys not being, uh, you know, not used to moving. And uh, so, again, you're you're trying to figure all that out. So it's very difficult uh, to practice, and it's very difficult to come right back into and play a game. So uh, this is very aggravating time. But, you know, it is what it is. Everybody's got to deal with it, and you got to try to figure out how to, how to move on. Yeah, you guys there in Jamestown have yet to have another game since all of this started. Last game was... Uh, like Saturday, uh, the 13th 13. of January, yeah. uh, took on uh, Lebanon. What has been your strategy? What's been the communication with the guys? Have you been able to at least get a shoot around or a practice? Uh, what's kind of been your strategy in, in, in dealing with all of this? Yeah, we've not been able to do anything. Uh, you know, last week we we wasn't allowed to, and uh, uh, we 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 kept. You know, we didn't have anything officially. I, I don't know. You know, I think some of the guys found other other places, other gyms. Of course, you know, today you've got uh, churches, and you might have a few individuals got somewhere to shoot, or you might have be able access to a gym somehow. But uh, for the most part, you know, we were uh, we were uh, at home, and we told the guys, you know, to watch some film and be thinking about uh, be thinking about it a little bit and enjoy your time off uh, you know get out there and play in the snow a little bit uh be a kid uh but uh, uh we've we've gotten to practice this week and uh so we're trying to trying to get better and trying to knock off some of that rust and 
of course, for me personally, for for York Institute boys, uh, you know, this year's just been kind of hectic. Um, you know, we've not been able to have any practices. We've we've uh, you know before Christmas, before we got the football guys back. You know, we I think I had two days where I had at least ten at practice, and so that was very difficult. And then we move in after after Christmas break, and then this hits, and so uh, we've you know, we've probably had the last two days today, and yesterday we probably have had our best two practices of the year so hopefully that'll continue i'm not saying we practice well but uh, but we had better practices so hopefully we're we're on that road to uh smoothing out getting getting ready you know we're and that's what me and the uh, coach monday and coach gunner have talked about is uh, uh you know we've, we're nowhere near mid-season form and uh you know everybody like right now would like to be kind of going into that area mid-season form and maybe get a little bit better before you get in tournaments and play your best ball then so First of all, we're just hoping to get there to mid-season form, and then hopefully uh, continue to get better. So we've got about three weeks of regular season left, uh, and then we've got to get into tournament. So season's here and ready, so we got to be ready to go. What's been the emphasis over these last few days of practice, uh, trying to make sure that you get your guys ready for three games in four days, Friday, Saturday, and Monday? Uh, but obviously you don't take their legs away prepping for those three games in four days. Exactly, and so uh, so uh, Tuesday and today uh, we we try to get some running in. We try to you know go over some things, and and of course uh, you know basketball is is a is a is a very skilled sport. Uh, you know shooting shooting the basketball is one of the hardest things to do, and uh, of course again you take a bunch of days off, and that shooting kind of goes away. And so we're trying to get that shot you know those shots back up, trying to get muscle memory in our in our in our in our muscles to try to. Uh, you know, be able to shoot good form every time, and so we're trying to get uh, a lot of shots up, and we're also trying to go over a few things: man offenses, zone offenses. Uh, we're going over some things that uh, that I've seen in film. Uh, you know, in the last week, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of film, so trying to correct a few of those mistakes, and uh, just again trying to trying to get some running in, just to just to get those le- uh, lungs back underneath us. So. So again, we're just been trying to do that, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll continue. But yeah, we got a uh, tomorrow uh, needs to be a little bit lighter day of practice uh, because again, we we play like you said, we're going to go to Watertown on Friday night, which is a long drive for us. Uh, then we're going to host Monterey on Saturday and host Smith County on Monday. So that's three games in four days, and and so that's going to be a little hard on us. But that's that's the way a lot of teams are doing. So everybody's got to deal with it and figure out how to the best deal with it and be ready to go. Monterey and Smith County are not teams you guys have seen yet this year. Watertown is, though. Back on uh, January 5th, you were able to get a win, a near 20-point victory over Watertown at home. Uh, So what are you expecting Friday night? What are some things they do uh, that you guys will will try to key on? And and what sort of adjustments from game one to this one do you expect? Yeah, that's that's the you know that's kind of the bad thing about uh, basketball is more than likely you're going to play a team twice during the regular season, then you could see them in the district tournament, then you could see them in the region tournament, and so you've got to figure out you know when's the time that you want to try to really focus on them and take away some of the things they do or throw something different at them that they've not seen you do. Uh, so uh, the first game uh, they were very deliberate uh, offensively. Uh, you know, 
know, they, they are not necessarily holding the ball, uh, but they, you know, the first, I believe the first possession of the ball game, they got the tip and uh, they ran over a minute, you know, just passing the ball around. And uh, and so, again, we, we've got to make sure that we're patient. And when they, you know, and we got to put some pressure on them too, make them play a little faster. But then when you put a little pressure on them, then you give up more driving opportunities. You know, might give up some more layups. They, they had two kids, number two and number three, that had uh, one of them had 23 points, the other one had 20. That was most of their points right there. And so we've got to do a better job of just simply guarding, guarding everyone, but uh, making sure we make those two guys uh, earn it a little bit more uh, than we did. And then. Uh, so that's that's our plan going into Friday night, and so hopefully. But again, you know, uh, Watertown, we played up here the first time. We're going to go to their gym. Uh, they're going to be a little bit more comfortable in their gym. They're going to shoot a little bit better. Uh, we're not going to be as comfortable. Uh, we're not going to shoot it as well. Uh, but uh, you know, we've got to make sure you got to. You know, anytime you go on the road, you know, it's what. Uh, of course, I've been watching a lot of college basketball here lately, and uh, you know, a lot of college basketball teams, even the ranked teams, are going on the road and and getting losses uh, because, again, it's hard to play on the road. So, uh, again, that's what we've got to overcome on Friday night is playing on the road. It is always tough to win on the road, especially uh, here across the UC. Head Coach Rodney Pyle with us on the program, York Institute Boys Basketball. Coach Pyle, appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to me and uh, looking forward to to several games in several days for you guys coming up (laughs) over the weekend. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Go Dragons. Pickett County Bobcats head coach Joseph Amonette with us now on the program. Coach Amonette, excuse me, we're going to jump right into it. We were kind of talking about it uh, before we got on here. Uh, The just insanity, the absurdity, the unprecedented nature uh, of the last you know, week and a half, two weeks here across the UC. Before we get into any of the actual basketball, on the floor, play, growth, changes, just what's kind of been your strategy with your guys handling this really crazy uh, last 10 to 14 days? Oh, uh, well, a couple of things. Well, one, it was, you know, it was a, it was a struggle to, to decide when you could get them, when it was safe to get them in a gym, that they could travel there. Um, the weather was unpredictable. Then, then you got games canceling. You just got all all kinds of chaos the last two weeks that that you just don't deal with in a season. Um, I've been around the game for forty plus years now, and I I don't think I've ever dealt with anything quite like it. And uh, it has been unusual to say the least. So, how do you deal with it now that you've? You know, gotten back to playing games. You've gotten some practice or, or some shoot arounds under your belt. Uh, how, how do you kind of deal with it as quickly as possible? Getting the guys back in a rhythm, back in shape, uh, get that chemistry back that you had probably felt like you were just starting to really turn a corner. Yeah, we've uh, you know we, we went back to a little bit of you know you get in, in Tennessee you get two weeks of uh, practice before the season starts. So we kind of went back to the, some of those first things. We, we ran some sprints. Um, we did some things to get our cardio up. And then for us, you know, we were really starting to hit a roll. We were winning some games in a row, really doing well, had some momentum going. And then that just kind of stopped for two weeks. So, um, you know, it was really important. Our game last night was good for us. I was nervous. 
because when you get when you're on a team that's got that momentum going and you take a two week hiatus from playing games, it's almost like it's starting over again. But I thought we played well last night. And I thought the things we did to prepare um, put us in a position to have some success. Yeah, you guys uh, handle business against Clay County. You obviously also complete a sweep of Clay County in district play. So uh, my question would simply be, with the weather, with everything that's gone on, how good does it feel, maybe even beyond what it would normally feel, to be 3-0 and uh, and have two wins over a Clay County uh, already here in the season? Uh, very pleased. Uh, very pleased. It was, you know, Clay County is a very, very physical team. A lot of football players are strong, extremely well coached, winning tradition. And uh, get that game behind us last night and to play well is a, uh, you know, it's a shot in the arm for us. Uh, I thought we were able to do some things that we just kind of, you know, we were a little low to start with, but then we kind of caught back on and actually played, played really well and did some things that we had worked on in practice. So we, we kind of took advantage of the time off to implement some things. That, um, that we needed to get done, and I think it worked our advantage. I thought we played pretty well last night. One of the things I know from talking to you several times is, you know, growth is an ever-going process. It never really stops. You played really well last night, proud of the team for that. Where do you continue to get better, though? What are the things this team has to do to continue that momentum of undefeated in district play and, and looking towards the postseason? I think we just have to continue to get better at uh, defense. You know, in, in the game of basketball, I'm a big believer that uh, defense determines – defense and rebounding determines if you win, and offense just determines how much you win by. And uh, I think this team is, um, has got a chance to be at an elite level defensively. We're continuing to get better. We're still not where we need to be, but we get a little bit better each time, and I thought we got better last night, especially in the second half against Clay County. Uh, defensively and our defensive rebounding was really good and that's that's the thing for us to be a really special team that we've got to continue to improve on one of the crazy parts of of everything we've been through over the last two weeks is that normally i would ask you you know about your next opponent you know so and so on friday night or, or whatever night it is you know preview that matchup but with everything that's gone on uh the better way to maybe ask it is when is the next time we will see the bobcats on the hardwood and uh who are you going to be taking on and can you preview it a little bit yeah we, we play clark range um on saturday night in a makeup game from last week conference game uh clark range boys are extremely extremely improved they uh they're a team that can really score uh, everybody they put on the floor can score the basketball. Uh, going to Clark Range is always a difficult, difficult game. So uh, we've got a really – it'll be a real test for us defensively to play against a team that can score the ball with the way they can. Yeah, you mentioned the environment right there, and I kind of want to hone in on that. Uh, for those who, you know, maybe haven't gotten the chance to get up there or, or just – uh, haven't really ever seen a game in that gym. Uh, what makes Clark Range so special? I know Pickett County, uh, you guys have a similar advantage in your home gym. It's a very unique environment. What makes Clark Range so difficult and unique in your mind? You know, they've got a real unusual gym. It's you know, it's the only gym we play in that the bleachers are on one side. They've got a instead of a stage being at the end, it's on the other side. The the coaches' boxes are real small. Um, you know, just everything about the gym is throwback. Now, it's, it's a first-class gym, but it's just kind of a throwback gym, and um, it just it's different than what you play anywhere else. And 
you know, it's, it's a little different environment. They have great fans, and it uh, they're, they're just really, really good at home. Head coach Joseph Aminette, Pickett County Bobcats. Coach, before I let you go, you mentioned it as well. Clark Range, a very improved team. How do you kind of coach your guys out of the mindset to see Clark Range on those jerseys and immediately think uh, that we can kind of we can be lax with this one, especially considering Clark Range, despite being an improved team, hasn't necessarily seen that improvement in their record, for instance. I think our, you know our kids grew up playing against those those kids that play there. Those kids that are, that, uh, that play at Clark Range had a lot of success in middle school. Our kids have played against them and know how talented they are. So I don't. That is not a concern I have with this group. We we understand and we appreciate the uh, opponent that we have in Clark Range and how dangerous they are. Well, that's what you want to hear if you're a coach. Head coach Joseph Ammonette, uh Pickett County Bobcats coach. Appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to me and. Uh, looking forward to a, a great matchup on Saturday, assuming uh, that we get to play it. Exactly. Thank you very much. Cumberland County Lady Jets head coach uh, Kim Cram. Uh, coach Cram, you, you mentioned it right before we got on here, and it's, it's something very interesting that I'd love to, to discuss, and that is that you've got a, a pretty young team, uh, but you chose over these last about 10 to 14 days with all the craziness and unprecedented stuff that that has gone on to kind of lean into the break, lean into uh, what was happening and kind of just let it happen. And I mean, at least based on the performance against Stone Memorial, it somewhat seemed to pay off. What went into that decision for you as someone who's been around the game for, for a really long time? Yeah, you know, I've said it a, a couple times now, you know, I think 20 years ago I would have been, you know, um, on fire trying to figure out how we're going to get into the gym and what, you know, and I, I just, this time around, I just thought, you know what? Uh, the break will be good. It'll be a good mental break. It'll be a good physical break. Um, and so we just kind of leaned into it and said, okay, well, we're just going to take, you know, just kind of take what the universe gives you at the time, you know? And so um, it was a great break. Our, our kids needed it. They needed the mental um, break. They needed the physical break. Um, they went out and they sledded and, and probably 20 years ago, I would have been super stressed about that, but you know, they went out, they enjoyed themselves for, uh, for a couple days and, um, we stayed home and, and just took some time and, and didn't fight it. And so when the opportunity came and we were able to get back into the gym safely, we did, we had zoom calls with our kids. Um, we texted with, with the girls. And so, it was just a really good uh, good timing for all that snow. What does the ability, as somebody who has been around uh, you know, the game for so long, let's talk a little bit about the technology. I mean, how much of a benefit is it in this situation, these sorts of situations, to be able to lean into it and still have text, Zoom calls, mm-hmm. uh, film for the girls to watch, et cetera? Yeah, you know, it, it was – it really – uh, was valuable. I didn't think I'd ever use a Zoom call again since the pandemic. And I, the first thing I thought of, you know, let's Zoom call with our kids. We can see each other. We can talk. Um, and it was fun and it was good. And I think everybody enjoyed that. Um, and constantly texting, you know, we said, hey, send me pictures of your snow. Send me pictures of the ice. And so just that being able to share just things that were just not basketball related and, and, kind of connect in that way uh, was really important for us uh, during those 11 days. And so 
um, we got a lot out of it. I, like I said before, I don't think 20 years ago I would have been so willing. Um, but now it's, it's a little bit different. You know, you kind of look at things and think, well, maybe the girls need this break. Maybe, maybe they need that time away. And, um, and granted, you sacrifice a lot. You know, kids come back a little out of shape, a little out of sync of sorts. But they're young, and, and they bounce back really quick. Well, they certainly seem as if they bounced back rather quickly. Uh, we'll talk about that three-point win over Stone Memorial in a second, but I, I want to concentrate on the practice, on just getting back in a gym. Uh, how have you felt like uh, the girls have kind of responded and looked in these first uh, couple days back just on the floor in general? Yeah, they've been really good. You know, we didn't get too much into system stuff on the first couple days. We just said, hey, let's just get in here. This is just a workout, you know, we put them just through a really good workout, a workout that we would do in our preseason, you know, or even our postseason um, with just really great quality, um, fundamental stuff, um, and just to get everybody back to a level of um, physical readiness that they could be in. Um, and then we phased that into um, just, you know, game preparation, our system stuff, and then eventually started talking about stone. So, um, you know, we had a strategy for how we wanted to bring them back and bring them back safely because the last thing you want to do is have kids come back and get injured in a practice that they weren't ready for. Yeah, now we look at that stone game, and, and it's a prime example of something we talk about all the time. This district is absurdly loaded it's a stone team that on paper a lot of people probably think you know oh that's a that's a win you know for a really good Cumberland County team but stone beat white on the road in white county so anyone can win on any given night what did you love out of your team's response walking away with a three-point win in what is of course for you guys as well a a rivalry game full of emotion Mm -hmm. coming off of everything we've been through over the last 10 days yeah, I mean, it was an emotional game. Uh, it was our makeup game. And so the kids just, you know, would just the thought of, okay, having to sit there with no school, no distractions, and just thinking, stones coming, stones coming, stones coming. That takes a, a big toll on our kids mentally and emotionally because they do know that when they get here, the entire community will be here and it'll be packed and it'll be competitive. And, and so it takes a toll um, on our kids and, and stone is really good. You know, they've got a couple of, of, um, really good seniors. They've got a good batch of upperclassmen. Um, they're an odd matchup to deal with. Um, uh, and so we knew it would be hard. Um, you know, all these teams in this district are really good. I think that any of them can beat, you know, anybody on any of the given nights. So we knew it was going to be hard. And then you add in the fact that it was, our first game back after, you know, having the long layoff. But I think we handled that really well. We handled the emotion really well. We told them it would probably come down to one or two possessions, and it did. It certainly doesn't get any easier uh, either for you guys. You sort of turn the page and you go right into another very emotionally charged ball game, uh, a game on the road in an environment that you uh, are all too familiar with at Livingston Academy. This is a game that you know came down to the the final possession, a final uh, shot, kind of some free throws uh, there the first time. 
What have you guys started to look at? What are some things maybe that you've talked to the team about uh, going into what promises to be another extremely emotional and obviously a very difficult matchup? Yeah, I mean, Livingston's a really good team, um, and they're even better at home. Um, But we told our kids we have one there. You know, that's the big thing is we have one there. That's not something a lot of teams can do. Um, But two years ago, we did go there and we did beat them. And so we reminded our kids of that. And um, I don't think we were playing great the first time we played them. I thought Livingston played fantastic when we played them the first time. And so we really have to make sure that we fix those things that we did wrong against Livingston in that first game. Again, they're so well coached. They've got great kids, great players, great competitors. And so it'll be a hard game. And so today, you know, getting ready for that, we just started the process of talking about some of those things. And, you know, our kids and their homework assignment is to rewatch the Livingston game and to kind of look at it and, you know, understand the, the, the things that we were talking about within the practice and connect it to the video. And so, um, those are all the things that, that, you know, hopefully will prepare us to, to win at Livingston. Uh, Cumberland County Lady Jets head coach Kim Cram. Uh, coach Cram, before we let you go, I, I do sort of want to look at that game with Livingston and just ask where you think uh, your team has maybe grown the most when you consider that that was uh, that was your your freshman guard's first district game. You obviously were just getting Jayla back at the time. Uh, she had been out for, for several games. Where do you feel like your team has made some some significant maybe improvements or growth since that ball game? Well, I think we've added some wrinkles into what we're doing, and so that's, that's going to be a really good uh, thing for us. I think um, our freshmen are like, okay, we've done this now, you know, three or four games now, this district, you know, they kind of know what it is now. Um, and so I think, think that's going to be huge. Sydney um, is figuring out that, you know, people are kind of guarding her a certain way and she's spending a lot of time watching that on video, trying to figure out where to best get shots, where to best, you know, um, adjust and to make her reads. And so I think that's important. Um, and, and Lauren is just, you know, she, she's a kid that just, she is pure emotion and, and pure athleticism. And so I think she's kind of learned how to control some of her, her energy, you know, and, and learn how to stay out of foul trouble. And so those are growths that they've had. Obviously we'll need a really big game from Jalen and Aaliyah. And I think those two are ready to do that at Livingston. Hey, Coach Kim Cram, Cumberland County Lady Jets. Coach, appreciate, as always, you taking a few minutes to talk to me and uh, looking forward to a great game Friday night in Livingston. Same. We appreciate you. DeKalb County Lady Tigers head coach uh, Brandy Alley joining us now. Uh, coach Alley, the same place I've kind of started with with anyone you've I've gotten to talk to over the last week, week and a half. Uh, uh, you've been around the game in various capacities for for a while. Have you ever seen anything as crazy and unprecedented as the last about week, week and a half of high school sports uh, across the region and the state? You know, I would uh, love to say that we've not, but with COVID, it feels like we had to go through some of this stuff as well. Seasons getting cut short and games being canceled here and there. So that one seemed a little less sporadic to me um, or more sporadic to me. Um, but 
it's been awful not being able to get in a gym for a week, and I'm sure every team's feeling that way, and they were getting antsy to get back into a gym and um, just ready to go. Yeah, a lot of people just really frustrated with that. The games are one thing, but the fact that you couldn't really even get into a gym uh, until the last couple of days was, was really tough for many people. Uh, you guys have finally gotten back into a gym uh, how do the girls feel? How does the 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 team kind of look? I I know with uh you know you take a week off and and a lot of things you feel like you've made progress in can all of a sudden become something you're having to revisit. Um, it's just a lot of getting back in shape too because I've had kids that couldn't even leave their houses and most of I know every school has but it's been hard to get them back into game ready shape in just a short time um luckily we don't play until friday so it'll be a little bit easier on us um getting through condition but yeah there's just a lot of stuff we felt like we started doing really really well that we're having to re-go back over and reteach, and it's just been awful and all the girls have been antsy to get back in and ready to go they're kind of getting stir crazy so getting them back in the gym has been fun and letting them focus on that for the last few days instead of having to worry about school and ball for a little while yeah, you guys do have the uh, sort of distinct advantage of not having played Warren last night. You pushed that game uh, to a little bit later on, uh, but then you're able to wait until Friday to get to play again, take advantage uh, of some things in the gym, some practice time. What are the emphases? Like, what are the things you need to emphasize before Friday uh, with such a kind of a shortened moment here to get everything back where uh, you'd like for it to be at this point in the season? Um, just physicality and getting after each other again, establishing that presence of um, we're going to compete in everything we do. And we've got two really physical games coming up with Slot County and with Stone, and they're going to get after us. So it's just going to be emphasizing. Um, being a calm head, but fast bodies, and getting back ready to handle any of the pushing and banging and beating that we're going to see in the next little bit coming up. Yeah, how do you sort of prepare for that without, uh, you know, maybe taking your team's legs out from under them uh, and taking away uh, their ability to play at their best come Friday and beyond? How do you practice that level of physicality without – you know, I guess getting a bunch of bumps and bruises and then trying to go into those super physical matchups. Well, there's definitely something we've been doing throughout is every time we can practice, we're going to practice with physicality. So um, they're, they're used to making recoveries with it, and that's something that's going to be to our benefit later, hopefully. Um, but not playing to Friday, we've been able to hit hard conditioning and with um, conditioning and with getting physical very early on. So as we start getting that, we have Wednesday and Thursday, we can kind of calm down and focus in team more. You may very well tell me it's physicality and and it's you know the the same sort of things you've been emphasizing uh, for most of this interview. But uh, you guys obviously have competed very highly, but haven't quite gotten over the hump. Uh, in district play, what is the difference, right? What is the thing that's going to take this team? over that hump and begin to really find some consistency and some W's in district play? I mean, again, each game is going to be its own battle with the district we've got, but then we've had some little battles throughout. It's just be adding those together, um, hitting some shots that we normally hit that we haven't been shooting well because we've been focusing on um, some defensive stuff and just getting all cylinders firing together. And each game I feel like we make closer and closer progress, so – 
when that we get over that hump when they finally realize what they can do it, it should be fun it absolutely should be head coach brandy alley uh dekalb county lady tiger basketball uh coach before we let you go uh, kind of just a, a final question and it's not very basketball related but uh how, how are how how are you doing what were you uh doing while we were uh, obviously cooped up and away from the game for a week well, I definitely let my ADHD show on that. I was um, 3D printing, making bread and butter and cooking and building stuff. I just did everything I possibly could before keep myself from getting so crazy. Well, you clearly did a good job uh, back and back at it. Head coach Brandy Alley, DeKalb County Lady Tigers. Coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to me. And, man, looking forward to, to actually playing some basketball at some point this week. Uh, me too, that's for sure. You have a great rest of your day. Monterey Boys Basketball Head Coach Will Putnam with us now on the program. Uh, coach Putnam, like any coach over the last about week and a half or two weeks, uh, you haven't actually gotten to coach all that much basketball. Uh, what practices you maybe have been able to ha- been able to have shoot arounds? Uh, how have those gone? But then, how have you just kind of weathered, pun intended, all of this weather? I hear you. I hear you. Oh, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. You know, we're in, as you know, we're in the heart of district play, just like everybody else is around here. And we've, because of the snow, been limited to about three practices. But I've had players on my team that live out in some of the more rural parts of our county or places like that that have not left home since the snow began. Um, so our practices have usually been with about six to seven players. Um, a lot of parents, you know, understandably aren't comfortable with their with their kids driving on the conditions and the roads and things like that, and I understand that completely. And I, toward the tail end of the snow, when we got permission to start practicing again, um, I just basically opened it up and I said, anybody that can make it, make it we got to get some some timing back, try to get back together and start bonding again a little bit because we've just been gone for so long. The boys have had a little bit of uh, some homework assignments and things like that that they've been doing, watching film and whatnot, but it's just not the same. It, you know, you take a time off like that and, and you lose your timing, you lose some confidence with your shooting, your ball handling, and any anything else that you've worked on. Um, but hopefully now that's behind us. And uh, and we can we can start practicing again on a regular basis and start playing again on a regular basis. We were supposed to play York last Friday, and we've had to move that game several times just because um, we just we could never really get it get it scheduled. So it it just turned into a big uh, uh, a kind of a big mess for everybody. And we're we're all doing what we can to get these games in and, and get them played. Yeah, you know me. I, I I like to try to stick to the positive as much as I can. But in this case, I do have to ask a. How much more difficult is it on you guys specifically when you are such a, a kind of a, a young team or an inexperienced team still trying to build a program, a culture, a, a system even there at Monterey? How much more difficult does something like this make that? Oh, incredibly. Incredibly difficult. Um, the, the, the culture building, the program building, the system building, the identity building, whatever you want to call it, it takes time and it takes repetition and you have to be together. You have to, you have to constantly um, instill habits in the players. You have to make sure that we're all on the same page with what it is we're trying to accomplish, where our focus needs to be. And it's difficult. 
it's difficult. Uh, a coach, Hall of Fame basketball coach in the state, one time told me, he said that when these kids are in school uh, and they're going to class and, and there's a routine in their life, that uh, they play better basketball. So you can imagine that you get out a week, you get out eight days, whatever it was, and, and they come back. And those, those first couple practices were a little rough because you kind of got to get everybody back in tune with what you're trying to do, get the timing back. Make sure everybody is is focused um, because a lot of them were just so excited to be out of the house and see each other that I hated telling them they couldn't they couldn't try to have as much fun I guess you would say at practice um, because it's it, there's just so many elements to this it's got to be a thing where we feel together as a team and that's hard when you can't be together. Yeah, let's talk a little ball now. Uh, you guys did get the chance to to play Jackson County. Uh, what did you see in that game that you hope you can continue to carry on? I, I, I mean, I look back and I go, well, uh, you know, you kept the offense going, right? You score 41 about two weeks ago against Watertown. You're able to put 59 up against Jackson. What do you take out of last night's game, considering what you've been through, that you hope you can carry forward? I, I, I thought our boys played together. I thought our boys played with tremendous effort. I thought there was a a great sense of freedom that we played with on the offensive end. Um, at you know, I'm I'm really proud of Aiden Robertson. Number one, our, he's a sophomore. He had 28 points last night. He played the, the most confident that I've seen him play since I've been at Monterey High School. He uh, he he was a, a leader for us. His energy was positive. He was confident with his uh, playmaking ability on offense, and the rest of the boys started to notice that. So I think they started to kind of hope that they could help him continue to have a good game, but also themselves contribute in a way that is positive to the team. Um, there was a, a real sense of togetherness on the bench. I, I challenged the boys last night to, to forget about everything else as far as elements that, that we can't control, whether it be our record, the past game we played Jackson County, the, the time before that that we hadn't played in 10 days and things like that or whatever it had been, I told him we just got to forget all of that and we got to be where our feet are. And um, and if we can do that and if we can stick to what we try to do offensively and, and play with some freedom and, and speed Jackson County up, there might be a chance that they hit a bunch of threes like they did. But there's also a chance that we hit a bunch of threes, and that's what we did. So there's a lot of positives to take from that. Nobody – you know, likes to lose, and, and we're definitely not looking for any sort of moral victories around here. We're we're competitive just like everybody else, but the process has got to be bigger than the result at this point for us, and we've got to continue to stick to that because then the results will happen, and we'll know that the process is what we should have been trusting in all along. You started to allude to an interesting point there. How do you, going forward, coach this team when you went out there and defensively you feel like you executed your plan. You did what you wanted to do. Jackson just happens to hit a bunch of threes, which on occasion, you know, any given game is going to happen for a team. But how do you coach that going forward that our defense didn't necessarily fail, we accomplished our goal, they just happened to hit a bunch of threes? I, I tell the boys all the time that there's just nights where things like that happen. And you've got the only thing we can control is our mindset and our effort. If the other team is making shots and you're not making shots, that doesn't mean you stop shooting. It doesn't mean you stop defending. It doesn't mean you stop playing. 
We were playing hard until the very last horn last night. And that in itself is a victory in my eyes for this team because there's been several occasions this year, as the boys will attest, where the lead gets extended. We feel out of the game early, so we never really try to fight to get into the game. That wasn't the case last night. And that's not been the case in a lot of, on a lot of occasions. And I tell them all the time that if we're going to go down as a team, let's at least go down fighting. Let's at least go down putting up an effort that we can all look back at at the end of the game and say, you know what, we didn't win, but we really fought hard. We really, really played hard, and we really, really gave it our best effort. All of us after the game last night looked at each other and said there were so many positives. And there was a great mood in our locker room last night despite the loss. So, again, we've got to stick to what we know and stick to what has been good for us Try to make sure that these daily habits, this culture that we're trying to build is something that we look, <clears throat> excuse me, to maintain. And the more we do that, the results are going to continue to take care of themselves. The product is going to continue to take care of itself. And these boys, as long as they stick together, I have tremendous confidence that we're going to be able to build this thing the right way. Head coach Will Putnam, Monterey Wildcat Boys Basketball. Uh, coach, we are currently in a situation where normally my final question uh, would be, Here's who your opponent is, and here's what day it's going to be on. Preview that for me. How do you, you know, prepare for them? But with everybody's schedules up in the air and changing and shifting, my final question is just simply, when can we see the Wildcats on the hardwood again? When is the next game, and, and who are we taking on? As, as of right now, and that's, that's kind of the way i got to press it. Right, man. exactly. As, as of right now, we are at Midway Friday night. Um, that is a, uh, a game that, that we're looking forward to. Midway is a good program. They're coached very well. It's always a challenge to go on the road and play in any environment, and, uh, and we're looking forward to that challenge. And then we turn around quickly and play at York on Saturday. Um, and uh, that's a girls' and guys' game, district game. We, that, was a, that was a reschedule. We tried to reschedule, it, I think, two or three times, and finally we got a date that works for us all. Um, so as of now, we are at Midway Friday and – York on Saturday. All right. Head coach Will Putnam, Monterey Wildcat Boys Basketball Coach. Appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to me and uh, looking forward to hopefully a couple more games this week for you guys on the hardwood. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Time to close it out from inside the high school playbook here built by Mountain Barn Builders. Want to remind everyone, make sure, even if you've listened to the whole show, and for that I would greatly appreciate or greatly do appreciate you, but still make sure to go catch the podcasted version on ucsportsnation.com, UC Sports Nation Facebook page and Twitter, uh, because it's going to be an extended version, a deluxe version of tonight's show because there was just too much good stuff. Uh, and I just couldn't get it all in uh, for an hour show, so we're going to release full uncut interviews. Uh, some of them are, are 9, 10, 11 minutes long, uh, so make sure and go listen to those as a part of the uh, version. We'll have that up in the morning, uh, so make sure and check that out. If you're listening to that right now, if that's what you're listening to, well, then thank you so much for, for doing that. Otherwise, thank you to our guests for tonight. As always, thank you to you guys as the listener. And I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders.